0: To racing only better ahead of racing this weekend. We're heading towards Christmas, but we do have Ascot and Haydock to mark your card and a couple of decent races as well to talk you through in the company of Mr. Kevin Blake. How are you, Kev?
1: Hello, Hugo. Great form, great form. Looking forward to the weekend before Christmas, as they say.
0: Kev, as a man who can't drink worth his salt at all, you have to realize you have to go home at five o'clock to save you, you know, getting embarrassed into getting out drunk by the lads come seven o'clock when you be under the table. How do you feel about the restrictions coming in? All good?
1: Oh, it suits me down to the ground, you as you yeah, say, yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. We'll, we'll just start at eight am and finish at five. Idea, yeah,
0: yeah. And Tony Calvin, who's completely off the drink anyway, has absolutely no qualms with all the pubs and restaurants shutting down for the next year. Is that right, TC?
2: No, oh, I'm I'm fully I'm fully on board with everything shutting. for twelve yeah. months.
0: Yeah, misery yeah. to everyone. What do you reckon? What do you reckon, Dan? You and me are the only ones surviving. What do you reckon?
3: Back yeah, machine. Uh, confession to make, I've got that sort of the day after haze. Oh. You know, uh, uh, curry in Manchester last night, few drinks, oi, oi. <laughs> tiredness this morning. I've got through the cards though, at least. That's why yeah. you. Uh, that's why you grew a, a beard so you wouldn't get done for ID. Yeah, no, I've. <laughs>
0: I've
3: been, I am living on the streets now. Unfortunately, I've been thrown out, as this suggests. <laughs> Right. Okay,
0: good stuff, gents. Listen, we'll get stuck into the racing. Um, not a huge amount of races I get comparatively for the last few weeks, but uh, hopefully we'll have some winners. And we'll kick off with Ascot. The one hundred and fifty is the Holden Handicap Chase. Two miles, two and a half furlongs to be exact here. And um, Palmer's Hill is your three to one favourite after winning last time out for John Joe O'Neill. You got financier at nine to two. Night in Dubai, not to be confused with my nights in Dubai, which we are walking into here. It's a family <laughs> podcast after all. Five to one uh, night in Dubai. Guy is in there at 11 to two. Diego de Charmaine at eights. And you can have what you like about the rest. Um, right, now Kick off here. Um, Parmaise will be pretty popular, I think, um, given how he won last time out. But is there anything else against the favourite that you like?
1: Yeah, I almost came around to making a sneaky case for Slade House, um, mm-hmm. but 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 I I find myself noticing having been very very hot um, for a couple of months. Colin Tizzard's gone a little bit quiet, is he? Uh, he's like mm-hmm. one from thirty six in the last fortnight. Mm-hmm. And uh, December has just been a little bit quiet for him. It, may, it might just be randomness and um, variance, et cetera. But uh, it would be a slight concern for a horse that obviously does need to bounce back, but the handicappers, is, um, g- you know, is giving him a right hold chance. But um, the stable form did put me off a little bit. And I kept coming back to Palmer's Hill. Like you mentioned that he won a Weatherby last time. It was just a second run over fences. And it, it was just a, a typical JP kind of victory. Like you'll see it a lot of times with JP's horses. Um, like you can tell the jockeys are, are very much, they don't want to win far on them. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought, I thought Tom Scudamore did, a, did, well, he did, he kind of did a good job and, and a not so good job. I think he probably got there sooner than he wanted to into a challenging position, but um, he was very sympathetic late on. He never picked up a stick and uh, he ultimately won quite snugly. I thought his jumping was very good for one. Um, with so little experience and i suppose his revised mark of 134 just puts him in a slightly tricky spot in that he's maybe not quite high enough for someone to get into the bottom of some of those very big handicaps coming up in in the coming months so um his connections might just be looking to get him up a few more pounds in a race like this and um, before potentially tackling a big one and um, he's always looked like a chaser in the making et cetera and i think there's more juice in his mark for sure and I, I just thought the way things are lining up, it, it might be in everyone's interest now to, uh, to to get a win here and get up into the high 130s with a view to go into war in a big one. So okay. I'd be hopeful Palmer's Hill would get the job done,
0: Hugo. Good stuff. If I was Tony Calvin, I was looking at this race, putting on my TC hat for a second. Mm-hmm. I'd I try and make a case for Ornua, given his price, um, TC. I know he's not with Henry anymore. Didn't
3: exactly... To show a that. cap, in it. TC yeah. cap. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, shower cap. Oh, uh, but a shower cap, cap you wear in the shower to cover your head when you just not be getting. Anyway, it's a joke oh, about yeah. the fact you've got no hair, T C. Um, but yeah, good one, Dan. Good one, Dan. We'll make that note. We'll good <laughs> um, But anyway, T C. Who do you like in this race? Not new, I take it. If you're gonna
2: make a joke that takes a bit of game, can you send me an email beforehand? <laughs> I can laugh at the appropriate moment, but laugh in capital letters. Laughing um, the first thing you yeah. next week and be laughing at this. Yeah, I, I looked at this race. I didn't <laughs> fancy anything. Um, But so they got the old pace map out. and thought, oh, Ornua could get an easy lead here. Now, there is another potential fly in the ointment as regards forward goers. But I think Ornua's pretty much nailed on to get an easy lead here. Well, an mm-hmm. uncontested lead anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought, of a mark of 143, the handicap is given a fair old chance. Now, he didn't do much over hurdles on his comeback. But if you go and look at the race... Um, he, he raced with a fair bit of zest there and uh, obviously that w- hopefully would have put him straight here you don't have to go back too far to make him a well handicapped horse in fact his last chase start he, he beats 145 rated snow falker by length of level so a mark of 143 tells you he's he, he's feasibly handicapped obviously a couple of years ago he's, re- he's winning a great one at um at entry so i think the, mm. i think the drying ground of the mark uh, the run should have put him straight. Um, and mo- most importantly, um, like I said, he-, he could get the run of the race up front. And I mean, obviously, I don't know much about Georgie Howe, but she's a daughter. Uh, she's the uh, the mother of uh, the five pound Clever Tavern Worsley takes a ride. So I'm assuming Worsley rides it every day at home
3: as well. So I think that, her winners but, have been at Ascot actually. I think she's had winners at Ascot. Yeah, hmm.
2: she uh, she gets quite a few from Ireland. I think did, did she have Sub Lieutenant off the back of my? Yeah, I'm she did. Sure. Yeah. Uh, hmm. So obviously, it's she gets a fair few from from, from that. Uh, that, that line, but yeah, I, I just thought uh, I backed him at fifty. Uh, he's still a top price 30 with the sports book. Um, I think there's some mileage each way there, so I've taken Good. a small stakes
0: each way flyer on on Newer. There you go. TC is starting to rub off on me, lads. Stranger things
3: have happened. What about you, Dan? Who do you can like? You can rephrase something?
0: that, please. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> Speaking oh, of which, night in Dubai. I <laughs> <laughs> um, you. Yeah. Uh, they, that is the horse I Night in Dubai, is it? Though we, though we jest. Um, nice I think he's got a lot going for him. Watching the entry performance back, David England wasn't unduly hard on him. He travelled well to two out. The trip was probably on the short side. That was two miles. He's got form over further. Go back to his novice chase form. Now I know he missed a long time. He missed nearly two years. But he ran in the Close Brothers on his final start as a novice off a mark, seven pound higher. So he's off 143, he's off 136 now. He mm-hmm. edged down two pounds more for that return, even though I thought he shaped like all his ability was there. And just look at a couple of those pieces of novice form. He gave a beating to and Munro. He's well handicapped on that. He gave a beating convincingly to Ballymoy. He's well handicapped on that form. Skelton's <laughs> back in the plate instead of David England for his, uh, for his second start back of the season. You get the sense this is D-Day. And I thought he was a very, very interesting runner second time. But it's not, it's not like we're dealing with an 11-year-old that's missed two years. He's only eight, so mm-hmm. I don't think he's a busted flush. And I did like the way he shaped to Aintree, having watched it back. He was still on the bridle two out, and he didn't give him an unduly hard time.
0: OK, nice spread of opinions then from the five, Farmers Hill, Night in Dubai and Arnua for Tony Calvin. Let's move on to the 225 gentlemen and the uh, Howden Long Walk hurdle. It's a grade one over three miles. Time Hill, are six to four favoured here. We've got Ronald Pump 10 to three. Apparently there are no more left-handed courses or races in the entire world before Cheltenham. So Nicky Henderson is sending Champ to run in this. He's been back from 11 to two into nine to two. Make of that what you will. Thomas Derby 7 to one. Paisley Park 8 to one. And have have you like about the rest. I mean, Nicky Henderson again with Champ, a right old uh, spanner thrown out. Kevin Blair, I, I start with UTC in this one. Um, do you like anything in particular? The favour going to be well-backed Champ. I mean, is Champ the kind of horse you want to back back over hurdles?
2: Yeah, obviously, uh, Buzz being out with a suspected fractured
0: uh, pelvis. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Completely that was different. just this morning, wasn't it? Just new yeah, this morning. Yeah, um yeah.
2: I don't know anything about that and the severity of the injury, but everyone, mm. you know, they said obviously he's not racing tomorrow. I mean, Does,
3: will fun. Nico switch? Will Nico go on to Champ? Or will John Joe still ride him? I could ask uh, him, obviously, but well, John, uh, well, Nico normally
2: Nico normally rides um, quite a lot of the JP horses, obviously, no, Nord- no, Nord- ordinary Joe and the like. So yeah, I'd imagine, I imagine he would switch. Actually, yeah, actually, mm. I should make a phone call after this. Well done. Um, <laughs> forgot yeah. about that. Um, I was lucky enough to to back Ronald Pumper in the week at eight to one each way, and um, I, I think I think he was been consistently the overpriced horse, um, you know, for, for out of the week. Uh, he go back, he's, you know, I think he should have won the two two thousand and twenty Stayers Hurdle. I don't think he was given the best of rides there. He was only half length behind Honey in last year's Hat and Grace. I thought he ran a great race trying to put it up to the, the mayor uh, in the same race this year. Yeah. Bang there on ratings. Um, step. Uh, I think the drawing ground will suit. I think he's got the best recent form. Is the price um, gone, T C?
0: Though would you back him? Yeah, at 10 to
2: 3? I mean, I I looked at the revised prices. I think the, the sportsbook are fighting shy of him. I think two to one revised price. I think that will drift. Mm. Uh, you will get bigger on win only on the exchange, and I, you'd be looking for seventy two, maybe uh, maybe three seventy two on the exchange win only um but yeah he would be he'll be the one i most like i mean time you know the, the favorite the, the favorite now you're gonna to have to give him a pretty poor run at, at france first time up and it, it's a really tight-knit race uh, so it's not a race that i've 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 had a fresh bet in after the after the after the overnight stage but uh yeah ronald pump would be the one i would lean to more and obviously okay the, the anti-post angle I'm, I'm laughing there but uh yeah it's very unfortunate for henderson and uh connections yeah. above.
0: It is, but they do have champ going as well. Let's see the type of horse you want to be on. Dan Barber at nine to two. Best prize, I think, at the moment.
3: Well, the ability's still there. The reports that we sort of heard in dispatch haven't been entirely encouraging, have they? And, of course, he went like his confidence was completely shot over fences in the Gold Cup, belted the first. His race was over after about six furlongs. Um, you know, there's lots of saying about definition of in- insanity is doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result. Paisley. I am, yeah. <laughs> he just looks over. It's a backable price now. It's a backable price now. Yeah. When I, when I was thinking he was a bet last time at under twos or around twos, I sort of feel pot committed with him a bit. And the case is still pretty similar. I, I wasn't particularly keen on how the, the new rates went. It was like, it's one of those you, you try in headgear, fine. But then you ride him differently as well. And I just thought he got lit up. And I don't know what happened at the start. He looked a bit reluctant to set off. So maybe he's just getting temperamental in his old age. But I thought he just overdid things. And he's a stay in, he's a proper stayer. They're now going with tongue tie instead of headgear for what that's worth. But he's a stayer who's actually one of his attributes is his laziness because he kept a bit back for himself. And I thought the headgear just revved him up too much, allied with the tactics. I thought he ran away a bit. and, him and on the blind side just got racing much too far out for me. And I thought they, they set it up for Thomas Derby. So I'm hoping there's a different result. Um, Tom Bellamy's having a crack at him. He's a stable jockey now to Emma Lavelle. And Aidan's, I don't know, if he's a jockeying off or just allowing the stable jockey to ride, but it's Tom Bellamy's first crack at him. And he does take a bit of ride in this horse, as we know, but hmm. I just hope he races a bit more behind the bridle. Because I still think, going back to the Weatherby reappearance, he shaped with the way he finished like he's still got a 160 performance in him and I might even back it. He's not an obvious each-way vehicle, I suppose, but I'd be very tempted to back him each way Okay. Um, when the price is as big as it is.
0: Lovely. Kev, last word to you then. Who have you come down on here on this uh, long walk hurdle?
1: Yeah, I'm glad to have some support because I'd echo pretty much word for word what Dan said there. Um, thought Paisley Park would win last time, thought the cheek pieces would help him, was surprised they rode him the way he did and uh, you know now the cheek pieces are off tongue ties on it's all a bit murky but you go back to the weatherby running you'll be hopefully he retains enough to go close on something like this and look at least the price is right you're getting plenty of compensation in the price for the chance you're taking so he was the one that that appealed the most jockey change is interesting too Um, and look hopefully buzz uh, we probably won't get a a better idea of the prognosis for a little while yet you know fractured pelvises can go from you know being a, a you know a serious problem to be not that bad, um, depending on the severity of it. So fingers crossed that um, he's okay and we we'll, we'll get to see him again because, uh, you know, for all he, he's a super horse. Obviously, you know that tie up with, with his connections and the the Royal Marsden Hospital and that like it's been a real it's been a fantastic story and he's been a super horse. So hopefully um it's not that bad it's a sometimes you can get a hairline fracture of a pelvis there and the prognosis is actually really really good so hopefully it's more that than something more severe but um uh, we might well have news on that um soon hopefully yeah.
0: Okay, so Paisley Park double shout for the boys and uh, Ronald Pump, but uh, watch for the price on Saturday if he drifts to a backable seven to two. is for T C. Right, gents, at three o'clock then four places on the Betfair Sportsbook for the Silver Cup, the handicap chase over three miles. Uh, Bellamy, they picked on is your four to one favourite. Grant Sonsi for Paul Nichols a five to one. Caribbean Boy for Nicky Henderson thirteen to two from eight to one. Cloth Cap for John Joe Neal, seven to one and Sam Sevens and it's eight to one bar. Dan, you can kick us off here. Um, I think Cloth Cap for me uh, at the price at seven to one, not
3: a hugely strong view. It does look wide open race, but who have you come down on, please? Yeah, there's an interesting aspect to this race. And Tony mentioned pace maps earlier. I guess he's done one for this race. And if you see a lineup with Co- Cloth Cap versus Step Back, who made all to win a bet three six five Storm Control, who's made all in those Cheltenham handicaps, and and Sam's the other back over fences. I thought he was quite interesting back over fences, but. He's gonna to have to go some because there will be proper competition for the lead here. I'm gonna have a bit of a tilt at one because I think I think it could be a funny race. I'll I'll play two in the race. One is a pretty obvious case. it's Riga Longcore because he's running at Ascot and you're getting a bigger price than you normally would because he ran at Warwick last time. I was out there day. He didn't just didn't fire, but he always fires pretty much at Ascot. It meant that mad start I think it dug out that he was he'd not been placed in a handicap um, somewhere other than Ascot apart from one punch's time run since about 2018. I think it was the, the Labbrook Trophy in about 2018. So he, he basically runs his race at this track every time and the race should be run to suits. He's first, but then the other one's an ex-Henderson horse. I thought Valtor was potentially interesting. He too, he's a massive prize. He too has got two or three pieces of form at Ascot, including that win on his British debut where he, he destroyed them running to a figure of about 160. He's 12 now. Uh, the old line is nearly old enough to smoke. He isn't that far away. and, He's had two runs from Mel Rowley and both of them have been fine. Ben, ben Bromley's ridden him on both occasions. Yes, it's Perth summer form, but he ran okay in that Perth Gold Cup. He's down another pound. Back to Ascot. I thought this would be his cup final. And if it is his cup final, it might not be good enough to finish in the first four, but I still think he's interesting.
0: Okay, good stuff. So big prices, four places in the sports book, 25s and 10 to 1. Kevin Blake, who do you like, please, in the three-mile handicap chase?
1: I'm Caribbean boy. Um, th- this is an interesting horse. You know, he-, he made a quite a fast start to his career over fences. He won two out of his first three and he, he smashed up Fiddler on the roof um, in a grade two novice chase at Newbury on the second occasion. And look, he- he's been running in the main quite well without being you know properly competitive since mm-hmm. then. And you know, two of his last three runs came in, you know, tip-top handicap chases, and he shaped really well both times for me. Um, I thought he ran very well in the Paddy Power last time. He kind of got himself on the back foot after a couple of early, um, messy jumps. And he was only beaten, you know, eight and a quarter lengths. And what's working out to be quite a strong race. And they're doing two things. I'm not fond of two things being changed. They're going up in trip and putting on positive headgear, which is a combo I'm, I'm not always fond of. But I can see why they've done it. And it just might bring about... Um, a positive change, and again, a theme that we've mentioned constantly in recent weeks. Like this horse has run well in two out of his tr- last three starts in like tip-top handicaps, and the handicappers dropped him eight pounds. <laughs> like it's it's a ridiculously generous treatment. Okay. Um, and I know it's 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 happening across the whole um horse population in British National hun- Hunt racing, seemingly, but it just seems very generous. And um, if the, the step up and trip and the cheek pieces do the trick. You know, I think there's certainly been enough promise to suggest he can win off this type of market in company like this. So mm-hmm. Caribbean boy will do for me.
0: Good stuff. All right, Lance, and four places on the Betfair Sportsbook, as we said. Four places as well in the Betfair Exchange Trophy handicap hurdle at just under two miles, two miles just to, to round it up nice and easy, in the 335 and no ordinary Joe. Your four to one favourite. West Cork in there at nine to two. Going to be popular after the win the last day. Sam arrive at uh, eleven to two. Goshen has been released from the nut house to run in this race. Seven to one, <laughs> and it's eight to one. Bar Kevin. I mean, nobody better to tip up Goshen here, or you're going to be kicked off the podcast for next two weeks as punishment. But Kevin, apart from Goshen, who do you like in this race?
1: Yeah, if if the ground was heavier, you could make a case for him. I think off off the mark, but um, it isn't. So I'm happy to leave him alone. Um, look, deeply competitive race. I was inclined towards the only Irish runner, um, drop the anchor, Pat Fahey. You know, again, this is an interesting horse. He won the, like the, I think it's fair to say that probably the biggest handicap hurdle during the national season proper, you know, the, only the Galway hurdle would probably surpass if The, the Labrooks hurdle at Leopardstown um, at the Dublin Racing Festival. Mm. And though he's very strong at the finish that day, um, went to the county hurdle, at Cheltenham um, thereafter and it's worth watching the run back now because he, he had kind of he's a horse that you know he, he 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 would get further than 2 miles you know he finishes his race very strongly and sometimes doesn't always travel the best but he got his way into a competitive position there just after the second last and he was actually upsides Belfast panther the eventual winner yeah. but he just didn't have the gears of Belfast panther and he ended up getting squeezed back um and shuffled back and ended up with it with a fair bit to do jump in the last, but he's finished up with a right old rattle. Probably finished as well as anything, and uh, to be beaten three and a half lengths, uh, and that's that run suggested now to me that he can be competitive off this type of a mark. Um, they gave him a run on, on the flat back in October, um, a race that has a bit of a, tra- a flat maiden that has a bit of a tradition for jumps horses coming back and having a bit of a prep run in it, and he ran very well to finish third. And I know it's been a small gap since then, and one of those kind of awkward gaps of kind of 60 days odd. And you, you wonder, has something gone wrong in the meantime or, or was this the plan all along? But um, they wouldn't be bringing him over and going through all the jiggering and pokering that you have to do to have runners in the UK now and um, without him being in, in very good order, I feel. And you know he's, he's a double-figure price, which just seems big enough to me. And I was okay. giving him a good chance. I, I think this course in distance will suit him a fair bit better than the, than the County Hurdle course in distance. So Drop the Anchor okay. will do for me.
0: Yeah, twelve to one, four plays in this sports book. As we said, each way terms. TC, what about you? Have you had a bet in this? Uh, yeah, um, just in the last race. You didn't ask me. You didn't <clears clears throat> <you, throat> No, no. But I agreed with Caribbean
2: Boy anyway. I bet that. Oh, sorry, point. TC. Oh, just, Jesus, sorry. No, sorry I, I sorry. think he's got. I think he's got an excellent chance. I think he's been crying out for the step up to three miles. I've also oh, very, two okay, in, that's two. Very good. Okay. I've
0: that's also
2: bet two in this race. Um, I put up Benson at sixteens each way on Monday.
0: Yeah, uh, saw the, that.
2: And I'm pressing up again, uh, win only on the exchange. There, uh, the case for him is is pretty obvious, really. Um, he's a moody character, so I think the first time visor, even though Dr. Richard Duden's only one from 11 with this with this option in recent years, so it's not a betting inducing stat there. I think the first time visors just made for him because he's a lazy, moody individual,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: that was that was illustrated when he was. You 14. feel a bit of a
0: kid. you feel a bit of a rapport there, do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: He's not lazy. <laughs> I thought we were meant to be punchy, here. we're getting the yeah. producer going. Kick <laughs> go on, on, kick on, kick on. Go on, go on, you're making you're making shit jokes. Um,
0: <laughs> no <known shit> as <laughs> shit as Dan's jokes. Come on. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to set your buy a bit higher, but okay. no. Um, I think, I think ben, if you if, if, if Benson runs to his form in this race last year when he was when he was a six length fourth to uh, not so sleepy and buzz in this race after nearly being tailed off, uh, and he's four-pound lower now. um, I think he'll go very close to winning. It could be softer ground for him. And like I said, he is moody, so he can spit the dummy out. But Mm. I thought his four-foot sander last time was full of promise. His rider nearly came off at the last, and he he met trouble in running there. So I think with a fair wind, I think Benson will go very close. And I've also backed Goshen at 10s. Oh! Uh, <laughs> if you go back and have a look at his, you know that that form of that race last time. Buzz song for someone, guard your dreams. And well, Franked at the weekend, handicap adopted four pounds for it. Is now one hundred and fifty-three. Obviously, the Kingwell twenty-two length beat a song for someone. You can you can pick holes in that, but even so, I mean the mark of one hundred and fifty-three on that is probably very generous. I get the idea that they've been tearing up for this race. It's one hundred and five one hundred and five grand race from a uh, Betfair sponsored race with an extra place. So. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 Benson and Goshen against the field. I mean, you get some sexier types in here uh, at, the, at the top three in the market, but in drying ground uh, at this track in in the gathering gloom, I think you want a I want think you want a hardier horse, and I think Benson fits the bill most.
0: W- will Goshen have a straight jacket on, or will he be able to take it off when he runs in the race? You know, maybe for punters to back him. Or uh, hopefully, he's got the handicapping
2: straight jacket right, sure, after okay. after that, after okay. that sight of last time. Yes.
3: Okay, what about you, Dan? Last word to you. Um, how do you see this one? I think there'll be loads of pace. Landon Arbo lad, no ordinary Joe tried to make on the great world. Whether he tried to, he, he ended up in front. Global Citizen, Goshen. One more for the road. Yeah, yeah, I was I was keen on him. Um, I think Luttrell lad's got a good chance. But I think with the four places, the extra place, I, I'm minded to play something each way. And I think I think Tritonics, the horse I want to be with each way. I thought he saw his yeah. race out really well. <laughs> Uh, in the great wood. And I thought he'd seen his race out really well and his reappearance as well behind that good novice. I like to move it of twisters. And this will be the stiffest test of stamina he's faced so far. Ascot loads of pace, a proper race on, on more testing ground than he faced at Cheltenham. So I thought that might be enough to to get him into the four.
0: Okay. All right. Interesting selection as well. Right. We move to Haydock, gentlemen. We have two races to talk about there. Uh, the 5 past 2 is the Virgin Bed Handicap hurdle. Two miles, three. MTC, you can kick us off. Michael Duff is your two-to-one favourite for Ollie Murphy. Stellar Magic for Philip Hobbs, seven to two. You've got Boss Man Fred, 13 to two. Little Orkwood, seven to one. Um, Fifteen to two is up for Parole, and it's a ten-to-one bar. Um, your old pal N'Golo is in here. Oh, yeah. um, are you going to give him, under new stewardship and new trainership, are you going to give him a chance at 25 to one? Or is he a dead duck? No. um, I don't
2: think that. I thought the handicapper might have been a bit easier on him, actually. Still mark of 139. But um, yeah, Un un Duffield's got hold of him, put first-time cheap pieces on him. But uh, no, I I think he's still, I think he's too highly handicapped, even off 139. Um, (laughs) Solar Motion is, Solar Motion is the one I thought would be a lot shorter in the betting uh, than 10 to 1. Mark of 141. First one for Dan Skelton. But asking around, it uh, seems like they might be aiming at a, a race in the spring rather than uh, winning in heavy ground at, uh, at Haydock on Saturday. But like a county hurdle, um, I don't know. But he's, not, he's a two mile four horse, and he, I think he's really well handicapped on that Sandown win three years ago. And he's exactly the kind of horse that Skelton will get a big pot out of or a decent pot out of. Um, I I wouldn't go anywhere near laying him at ten to one. But it seems like. Well, the, the word is that maybe, you know, Saturday might not be the day and they might want the better ground and a, and a much bigger prize. But I think he could still win a Mark of 141 and, you know, it could well be bullshit and he, he could be off for his life. If he's off for his life, he, he could be winning at 7 to 2, let alone the 10 1 offer with a sports book. But uh, it's the only race of the weekend I haven't had a bet in from the ITV races. So I'm not going to put up anything.
3: Okay. What about yourself, Dan? Yeah, I'm with TC. I'm with oh, TC. Yeah. I obviously, wasn't privy to the, the other stuff, but. My thinking was, oh, surely he'll be off for his life because he's not been seen since January 2020. You can't really mm-hmm. mess around with horses like that, no. just giving them mm-hmm. runs. You've got to, you don't know how many times you're gonna get them back to the track. He's thrown in on mm-hmm. his old form, those back-to-back clear-cut wins at Sandown. They're claiming off him as well. He's effectively run off one-three-six with Jack Andrews, who's twice- I know it's not a boast, but he's twice the height of me and somehow manages to do 10-stone odd on certain rides. Um okay. And he's just that's a bit of a statement, horse. Yeah, he
0: doesn't, yeah. His, he doesn't spend his he spend his Thursday nights eating curry and drinking points in Yeah, that'll well, explain well. it.
3: Yeah. Uh, but um you know, just you know, it's like a statement, horse. You get a horse on Dickie Henderson, it's a big big scalp, isn't it? If you can if you get yeah. a big feather in the cap, if you can win with something like that. Nobody's so. improving a horse out of there, son. <laughs> that's the thing. They, he probably as you're saying, he probably doesn't have to improve, does he though? You just no, have to get him back to what he was, and I yeah, I, I thought he was well overpriced at 10. Just very,
2: just very quickly. When I was looking at that race, I went to look at the prices.
3: I have probably uh, and, I didn't,
2: I did, I, and I didn't have a massive opinion. I really thought it'd be seven two four two four to one, and I was Dang. tens. I thought, wow, I, said, I know. I, I said, but why is this tens? And I don't know. It could well be bullshit, but um, I wouldn't be laying tens. In fact, I wouldn't lay fives because you're no.
0: making a good case, Chance. You're making a good case. I can tell you. Yeah, I might have to. Um, I might have to. I might have to back mm. it just in case. Okay, the last race we're going to talk about then, and TC, you can take this if you don't mind. Five places on the Betfair Sportsbook for the Virgin Bet. Tommy Whittle, Handicap Chase, three miles, one and a half furlongs uh, to be exact here. It's the 2.40 on the card. Remastered is in there for David Pipe at 11 to 4. Uh, Calypso Colange at 7 to 1 for Ollie Murphy. Buzz the Turquoise at 7 to 1, and it's 9 to 1 bar, including vintage clothes, is in there. Is uh, probably going to get a little bit of support, the old goat. But um, TC, just on your good self, um, mm. Yeah, I, I guess the middle part of the race is interesting that they're all tightly punched in terms of the market here. But who have you come mm. down on? Um, I think you have to take on
2: remastered uh 11-4. Okay. Uh, mm. I know, I, I'm of the opinion, he, he might have won the Brooks trophy last time, but it was four out. And if you go back and look at that four, you don't get many worse than that visually. Mm. So, you know, you, you and haydock in heavy grounds a lot different test than newbury on decent ground so yeah. i think i think he i think he takes that too much of the market the one i liked i backed at 25s and i think he's still about a 16s onwards especially with the five places with the sports book he's just your type um again the handicap has been really leading to him he's nine pound lower than when third in the peter marsh i know he's beaten a long way but that was Wolper guy and he shaped like the second best horse in that race he's already nine pound lower He's a pound lower than winning at Utoxa five starts ago. And that was a decent run. And he's coming here off a of back of a really good second um, last time where the first come out and just got beat since and the fifth's won subsequently. So, and he's racing off the same mark here. He's got coarse form. He's got heavy ground form. Off a decent mark. Um, I thought uh, 16 to one plus, And I think he's 20s at the time of uh, recording. Each way, five places, just your type. In a very, very competitive race, I, I thought he was the one. Well,
0: he's the one lovely, lovely. 20 to 1. Um, good stuff, and five places, as we mentioned in the race on the sports book. Um, good stuff, gents, and um, nice and short and sweet this weekend, given the weekend that's in it before Christmas. So, just your naps then before we uh, finish up. Uh, the table, Kevin plus 120, Dan plus 183. I'm just about getting towards level pegging. If I'm going to win this weekend and get me back into profit, and TC, I won't mention, but you can chance to have a swing for the hills here, my good man. Seven losing naps, minus minus <laughs> I'm disgusted with <laughs> myself.
2: Um, I'm going to kick it off. Um, yeah. I like all of mine. I, I I backed six horses at the weekend. and yeah. I, Could be a good
0: one, though. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, Given that I think he could well drift because he's not a sexier type than all the others, I'm going to go for Benson win-only on the exchange.
0: Lovely. Benson win-only on the
2: exchange for Tony Calvin.
0: exchange trophy. Hopefully Dan isn't going to copy me again this week. (laughs) Seeing at this stage. God, he's like a lost child following me around in my tips. (laughs) No, okay. But I'm going to go with uh, West Cork in the Betfair exchange trophy. I think four to one win-only. West Cork to make it two out of two is my nap. This weekend, your good self, Dan.
3: I was waiting for what you'd gone for so we could duplicate and repeat <laughs> last week, but I'm, I'm going to go 150 Ascot, Night in Dubai. It was him or Soul Emotion. It was a skeleton horse one way or the other, so I'm going mm. I'm with Night in Dubai. you both made strong cases for Soul Emotion. It got I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going
0: gonna, gonna to end up backing him just in case.
2: It lovely,
0: lovely. And um, what about you, Kev? Okay, you're plus 120, your market leader. What would you fancy?
1: Um, I'm going to go with Caribbean Boy, Hugo. That'll Mm. do for me, for Nicky Henderson. And just to tie up what was mentioned earlier on the pod, I'm just reading Nicky Henderson put out an update about buzz there. And unfortunately, it does sound like a more severe... Um, uh-huh. pelvic injury so uh you know fingers crossed I think the early, early days are kind of quite important with an injury like that so hopefully he's a good patient and uh it all goes to plan in the next couple of days and he can be on the road to recovery so fingers crossed yeah. all concerned there
0: well you never know if Champ goes and wins the hurdle race as well he could be his hurdle horse going towards Cheltenham which is their problem solved and none the loss but we'll keep an eye on that and see what happens Okay, that's about it for uh, Racing Only Better today. Thanks to the gents and best of luck with the weekend. We're back at Wade in on Monday, looking back on all the week's racing issues and the weekend to come, of course, as well. And Thursday recording, Racing Only Better, to mark your card ahead of Boxing Day, St. Stephen's Day. So it's Thursday, Racing Only Better, to mark your card. We do hope you can join us then. Have a great weekend.